0: if I'm free from body shame, if God has said my body is good, if I believe that truth, how would I act? How would I move? And then I had to really start to live like I was free before I felt like I was free.
1: Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Brené Brown writes, shame is a focus on self. Guilt is a focus on behavior. Shame is, I am bad. Guilt is, I did something bad. In her book, Daring Greatly, Brené Brown describes shame as, quote, the fear of disconnection. It's the fear that something we've done or failed to do, an ideal that we've not lived up to, or a goal that we've not accomplished, makes us unworthy of connection. End quote. Included in the 12 shame categories she identifies are appearance and body image. Our guest today, author and coach Jess Connolly, struggled with body shame. From the earliest age, she felt something wasn't quite right about her. Something was wrong with her. I wonder how many of us can identify. Jess shares with us about the power of words specifically our own words that we use about ourselves. And in particular, the words we use about our own bodies. We think nothing of denigrating or disparaging them. And Jess invites us to consider, is this the way God would speak about us? Is this what he would want us to say about our bodies? Jess gives us very practical ways we can begin to break free of the chains of shame. She encourages us, instead of listening to ourselves, to listen to God, to how he talks about us, how he talks to us about our bodies, to listen for his voice and to hear his gentleness and his kindness and his love and to confide in him. It's such a beautiful message and powerfully moving. I can't wait for you to hear from her. Her books, and she's written nine, include Breaking Free from Body Shame, which I think tells you something of her heart to bring hope and healing to others, to encourage and strengthen others, and to bring to others the freedom she's found. And you will be so humbled as I was to hear how God has used the Jesus Storybook Bible in her healing journey to freedom. It's wonderful. So without further ado, please welcome my friend, and now yours, Jess Connolly.
0: Like many women, my earliest memories, my earliest memories in my body, my earliest memories as a human are feeling insecure about my body. And I don't remember someone telling me that my body was wrong, but I do remember feeling like it was wrong. There was something not right about me, or something other about me, or something just out of place about my body. What was incredibly hard about this for me is that as I became a believer, That message was only compounded by shame and and just negative messages I heard about the body in my church, in different churches, and in Christian community. And all of a sudden, this core belief that I had that my body was bad or not good or somehow not enough was now compounded with this deep spiritual shame that also maybe God felt that way, that also this was another thing that God was deeply frustrated with me about, And so it wasn't for me until really I got to a place where my my body was truly beaten down by an autoimmune disease. I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease after having my first three kids that I really started to say like, hold on one second, my father who is compassionate and kind, who created this world with love and tenderness and justice and rightness. How could he not be compassionate toward me? If God has said my body is good, if I believe that truth, how would I act? how would I move? What would I eat if I believed my body was good and I was not just trying to make it good? And for me, honestly, that did end up looking a lot like from the outside, like a health journey, but all of it was now rooted in worship and wanting to see God more and not in shame. So my favorite thing to tell people when they say like, Hey, but do do you really feel free? Like, do you really love your body? And I'm like, I really do. I really do. I, I really love this skin that I'm in. I It is my joy and my honor to treat it well and to bless it and also to rest it. So that's what the process has looked like for me. Breaking free from body shame is not this kind of tactical, logistical five-step plan. And I would be leading people so astray if I made it sound like that. But there are some key things we can do to make agreements with our freedom. So the first one I would say is speak about your body the way God would and honestly we could be working on this for the rest of our life <laughs> because we are taught from our uh, the youngest age to that it is totally okay to speak unkindly about our bodies and so I would say just number one speak kindly about your body um the second thing I would do consider talking to God, about how you feel about your body, and consider the possibility that He wants to talk back. So I think a lot of us are walking around with a lot of feelings about our bodies, either our sickness, our illness, our actual appearance, how we feel, and we're keeping all of those thoughts and feelings sequestered away from God, when there is a world of intimacy to be found in just communicating with our Father about this issue. Talk to God about how you feel about your body. And then on the flip side, listen to God about your body. Learn to listen to Holy Spirit in you about your body. Learn to trust your gut, that still small voice. And this is where rest comes in. And I say, like, it's, it's totally understandable that so many of us wouldn't know how to do this or that it wouldn't feel like it comes easy to us. Because if you just take rest— this one characteristic that when our body experiences exhaustion, that our cultural mindset has told us like repress that, push it down, keep going, be tough, you know, and and all the while God's like, I don't know, man, I made your body to need sleep. And more than that, he said, I'm actually giving you rest as a gift to you because you need it because it's a blessing for you. And so learning to listen to God about what your body needs and to learn to trust some of those things, this I would say the exact same thing for hunger is that culturally we're taught to feel hunger pains. I mean, a lot of women are, are told specifically, if you feel hungry and you don't eat, that's a victory. That means you're doing something effective. And instead, I got to wonder if God's like, I don't know. I kind of gave you that body to need sustenance and it's good for you and it's this gift I want for you. Maybe let's learn to pay attention to what those hunger pains mean, you know? So uh, yeah, that's what I would say. I would say those are my, my two biggest tips. Number one, speak kindly and speak truth about your body the same way God would talk about your body. And number two, talk to him and hear what he has to say back. Listen, I am a huge fan of the Jesus Storybook Bible. I actually ha- happen to be holding mine right here in my office. I brought it to work with me today. And I have four kids who are now, three of them are in their teens, but they grew up reading the Jesus Storybook Bible. They grew up with me reading it to them. And I cannot tell you how many times God healed something in my heart or showed me a different perspective on something that I I just, I didn't see in that way, it's crazy. Actually, I didn't say this out loud, but, um, even now thinking about it, I realized, man, the Jesus Storybook Bible was a huge part of my freedom journey to, to see these illustrations and, and stories of the kindness and compassion and the friendship of Jesus and the goodness of our father. Um, goodness gracious. I feel like it freed me up so much to see our God for who he really is. I'm reading from the Jesus Storybook Bible, and this is the story of Mary finding Jesus after he was resurrected, and she doesn't know it's him just yet. She shaded her eyes to see and thought she was dreaming, but she wasn't dreaming. She was seeing. Jesus Mary fell to the ground. Sudden tears filled her eyes and great sobs shook her whole body. All she wanted in that moment was to cling to Jesus and never let him go. You'll be able to hold on to me later, Mary, Jesus said gently, and always be close to me. But now go and tell the others that I'm alive. Mary ran and ran all the way to the city. She had never run so fast or so far in all her life. She felt like she could have run forever. She didn't even feel like her feet touched the ground. The sun seemed to be dancing and gleaming and bounding across the sky, racing with her and shining brighter than she could ever remember in the clean, fresh air. And it seemed to her that morning as she ran, almost as if the whole world had been made anew, almost as if the whole world was singing for joy the trees tiny sounds in the grass the birds her heart was god really making everything sad come untrue was he making even death come untrue she couldn't wait to tell jesus's friends they won't believe it she laughed she was right of course i am have always resonated with these words that Jesus says to Mary go and tell and I can't ever get over the fact that Jesus called Mary just by saying her name and it helps me on days when I wonder what it means to be called by God or if I've gotten my calling wrong to know that it's the proximity to Jesus, the capacity to hear his voice and trust him when he tells me to do something, that that's what obedience and calling looks like. It doesn't have to be complicated or confusing. I think for all of us, there is a deep doubt in our souls that we can actually feel better and at the very core of who we are. And I would say, let's don't receive that and let's don't accept that. Let's see if there is healing, abundance, hope, and a little bit more heaven that we can grab and pull down to earth.
1: You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, Please visit Sally at Sally Lloyd-Jones.com. And follow her on Instagram at Sally Lloyd Jones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never-stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love.